Welcome to the History AI Podcast, where the past comes alive with facts, anecdotes, and a dash of humor. Here are your hosts, Chuck and Marco. Welcome back to the History AI Podcast, where we dive deep into the annals of history to bring the past to life. I'm Chuck, your guide through time. And I'm Marco, your co-pilot on this historical journey. Today, we're heading back to the early days of Rome for a tale of conflict, strategy, and heroism, the Roman War with the Sabines. Before we start, a quick thank you to our listeners for your continued support. Remember to rate, subscribe, and share the podcast. Got a topic you're curious about? Let us know on social media. Let's paint the picture of the world in which Rome and the Sabines existed. We're talking about the 8th century BC a time when the Italian peninsula was a mosaic of cultures and city-states. Rome, at this time, was more of a cluster of huts on the Palatine Hill than the sprawling empire it would become. Founded by Romulus and Remus, said to have been raised by a she-wolf, the city was in its very infancy. Around Rome were various tribes and peoples, each with their own customs and politics. The Sabines, to the northeast of Rome, were one of these tribes. Known for their warrior culture and agricultural prowess, they were a formidable neighbor. The landscape was rugged, the Tiber River providing a crucial lifeline. Rome's location was strategic, atop seven hills, offering a natural defense. Yet, its population was a melting pot of refugees, outcasts, and, frankly, anyone who could help populate the nascent city. And here's where our story takes a twist. Rome was growing, but it had a demographic problem. There were hardly any women. Romulus, shrewd yet desperate, knew he needed to secure the future of his city. So, he extends an invitation to neighboring tribes, including the Sabines, for a grand festival in honor of Neptune. It's a celebration, a diplomatic gesture, and, as history tells us, a ruse for one of the most infamous acts in Roman legend. Exactly, Marco. The stage is set. The players are in place, and the actions taken here will ignite a conflict that will forever change the course of Roman history. The stage is set for what would become a pivotal moment in Roman history. Romulus, aware of the demographic imbalance in his burgeoning city, devised a plan to address the shortage of marriageable women in Rome. Absolutely, Marco. The Roman population consisted largely of men. Many were fugitives, exiles, or sons of refugees who had come to Rome seeking a new life. While this mix bolstered the city's numbers, it created a glaring issue, there was a severe shortage of women. Romulus, understanding the gravity of the situation, knew he needed to act fast. A city without women meant a city without future generations. But how do you attract women to a city filled with outcasts and refugees? That's where Romulus's cunning comes into play. He decided to hold a grand festival in honor of the god Neptune, complete with games and celebrations. Invitations were sent to Rome's neighbors, including the Sabines, under the guise of fostering friendly relations and showing off the prosperity of Rome. The Sabines, along with other neighboring tribes, accepted the invitation, unaware of Romulus's ulterior motives. They arrived in Rome with their families, including women, to partake in the festivities. The festival was a spectacular display. Romulus and his people spared no expense to impress their guests. The Sabines, completely at ease, were enjoying the celebrations, oblivious to what was about to happen. And then, at a prearranged signal, Romulus gave the order. Roman men surged into the crowd, abducting the Sabine women. 
This act, known as the rape of the Sabine women, wasn't just a kidnapping, it was a calculated political move to ensure the survival and continuity of the Roman lineage. This bold and controversial act set in motion a series of events that would lead to a full-scale conflict. The Sabines, betrayed and enraged, would soon seek vengeance, leading to the war that shaped the early destiny of Rome. Following the shocking abduction of their women, the Sabine community was in turmoil. The initial response was a mix of shock, anger, and a desperate need for retribution. Their king, Titus Tatius, was a man of both wisdom and war, and he knew that a direct and immediate assault on Rome might lead to disastrous consequences. That's right Marco, Tatius was aware of the strategic advantages Rome held. Its position atop the hills, its fortifications, and the fighting spirit of its people. So, he chose a more measured approach, building alliances with other aggrieved neighboring tribes and preparing for a prolonged conflict. Meanwhile, in Rome, Romulus faced his own challenges. The abduction had ensured the future of his city, but at a great cost. He now had to fortify Rome against the inevitable backlash. He set about strengthening the city's defenses and training his men for the upcoming conflict. Romulus wasn't just a ruler, he was a visionary military leader. He understood that the coming war wouldn't be won by strength alone. He needed to maintain the morale of his people and ensure the loyalty of the newly arrived Sabine women, who were now an integral part of Roman society. As tensions escalated, small skirmishes broke out. Sabine scouts and Roman patrols clashed in the no-man's land between Rome and the Sabine territory. These were not just random encounters, they were strategic moves by both sides to test each other's strengths and weaknesses. The Sabines, with their newfound alliances, began to exert pressure on Rome's trade and supply lines. They knew that cutting off resources could weaken Rome internally before a major assault. On the other side, Romulus used these skirmishes to train his army and test his defenses. Every small encounter with the Sabines provided invaluable experience to the Roman soldiers, many of whom were relatively inexperienced in warfare. It was a classic standoff Marco, with both sides preparing for the inevitable large-scale confrontation. Rome, under Romulus, was bracing for a siege, while the Sabines, under Tatius, were meticulously planning their assault. And so, the stage was set for a war that would be remembered as one of the foundational conflicts of Roman history. A war that began not just with the clash of swords but with the clashing of two cultures, two leaders, and two visions for the future. The Sabine War wasn't just a single battle but a series of strategic maneuvers and pivotal moments that unfolded over time. Let's break down the timeline of this ancient conflict. Absolutely Marco. The war didn't erupt immediately after the abduction. There was a period of preparation and tension building, where both sides were gearing up for the inevitable conflict. The first major event was the Sabine strategy of isolation. King Tatius knew that Rome's strength lay in its alliances with neighboring Latin tribes. So, the Sabines began a campaign of diplomacy and intimidation to isolate Rome. This diplomatic offensive was successful. Many of Rome's allies, either out of fear or seeing the strategic advantage, began to distance themselves from Romulus and his city. Rome was becoming increasingly isolated. Meanwhile, Romulus was not idle. He strengthened the city's defenses, building walls that were said to be impregnable. Romulus understood that a well-fortified city could withstand a prolonged siege and offer a base for counterattacks. The first major military engagement was at the Senina, where a nearby tribe, angered by Rome's actions, attacked. Romulus, leading his troops, 
not only repelled the attackers but also captured their city. This victory was a crucial morale booster for Rome and a warning to other tribes about the might of Roman arms. The next significant event was the Battle of Crustumerium, where another tribe allied with the Sabines faced the wrath of Roman forces. Again, Romulus proved victorious, showcasing his military prowess and further cementing his reputation as a formidable leader. Then came the crucial Battle of Lake Curtius. Here, the Sabines, under Tatius, directly engaged the Romans. It was a fierce battle, with both sides suffering heavy casualties. The Romans, fighting for their city's survival, displayed remarkable bravery and tenacity. The war reached its climax with a dramatic and fateful intervention. According to legend, the Sabine women, for whom the war had begun, intervened. They rushed onto the battlefield, imploring their fathers and husbands on both sides to stop the bloodshed. This emotional appeal led to a ceasefire. The Sabines and Romans, moved by the pleas of the women, began negotiations to end the conflict. The women had become a bridge between the two cultures, leading to a unique resolution of the war. The treaty that followed was not just a ceasefire but the foundation of a new alliance. Rome and the Sabines united under a joint monarchy, with Romulus and Titus Tatius ruling together. This unification marked the beginning of a new era for Rome, transforming it from a city of outcasts into a burgeoning regional power. And so Marco, the Sabine War, ignited by an act of deception and aggression, concluded with an unprecedented merging of peoples, laying the groundwork for the Roman civilization that would eventually dominate the Mediterranean world. The Roman war with the Sabines was marked by a blend of traditional warfare tactics and innovative strategies that were quite advanced for their time. Let's delve into the military aspects of this conflict. Starting with the Roman side, Romulus, a strategic thinker, knew his army was not as large or experienced as that of the Sabines. Therefore, he focused on defensive tactics and the fortification of Rome. The city's walls were made stronger, and lookout posts were established to monitor Sabine movements. Romulus also utilized psychological warfare. By quickly and decisively winning early skirmishes, he aimed to intimidate the Sabines and their allies, showcasing Roman might despite their smaller numbers. On the Sabine side, King Tatius employed a more methodical approach. Understanding that a direct assault on Rome could be costly, he chose to isolate the city first cutting off supply lines and attempting to turn Rome's allies against it. The Sabines also excelled in open field battles. They were known for their disciplined infantry, who used a phalanx-like formation, a tactic that provided strength and stability during engagements. In terms of casualties, the war was quite brutal for its time. Ancient sources don't give exact numbers, but it's clear that both sides suffered significant losses. In battles like Lake Curtius, the fighting was fierce, and casualties were high on both sides. And let's not forget the societal impact. The abduction of the Sabine women wasn't just a momentary event, it had lasting consequences. These women were torn from their families, leading to a deep-seated trauma that affected both communities. Indeed Chuck. The true casualty of this war was not just the soldiers who fell on the battlefield, but also the social fabric of both Roman and Sabine societies. The war brought about a forced integration, creating a complex blend of cultures and traditions. As the war concluded, the tactics employed by both Romulus and Tatius became legendary, influencing military strategies for generations. The Roman focus on fortifications, rapid assaults, and psychological warfare, and the Sabine emphasis on diplomacy and phalanx formations, 
were both noted and emulated by future military leaders. The casualties and tactics of the Sabine War therefore, not only shaped the immediate outcome, but also left a lasting imprint on the art of warfare in the ancient world. In the tapestry of the Sabine War, certain figures stand out for their bravery, leadership, and strategic acumen. These heroes became emblematic of the virtues and values of their respective societies. At the forefront for Rome was Romulus himself. A leader of legendary status, Romulus was not just a king, but a warrior who led from the front. His bravery in battle, particularly in the skirmishes leading up to and including the major conflicts, was inspirational. Romulus's heroism wasn't just in his fighting prowess but also in his vision for Rome. He understood the importance of expanding and securing Rome's future, even if his methods were controversial. His ability to rally his troops and maintain high morale under siege conditions was a testament to his leadership. On the Sabine side, King Titus Tatius was equally heroic. His leadership during the war, especially his strategic foresight and ability to unite different tribes against a common enemy, was remarkable. Tatius's heroism was also evident in his approach to warfare. He wasn't just a warrior king, he was a tactician who understood the complexities of alliance building and psychological warfare. His ability to isolate Rome diplomatically was as crucial as any battle fought on the field. Besides these two iconic leaders, there were other heroes, perhaps less sung but equally important. One such figure was Hercilia, the wife of Romulus and originally a Sabine woman. According to legend, she played a crucial role in the conflict's resolution, pleading for peace between her husband and her father. Hercilia's intervention, according to the legends, was pivotal. She, along with other Sabine women, threw themselves between the combatants, imploring them to cease the bloodshed. This act of bravery and compassion was instrumental in bringing about the war's end and the subsequent unification of the Sabines and Romans. Then there were the warriors on both sides, unnamed in history, who fought valiantly for their leaders and their people. Their courage on the battlefield, their sacrifices, and their loyalty to their respective causes, played a crucial role in the fabric of this legendary conflict. The heroes of the Sabine War, from Romulus and Tatius to Ursilia and the unnamed warriors, each contributed to the legend and legacy of this conflict. Their stories, steeped in bravery, strategy, and a quest for peace, continue to echo through the annals of history. The conclusion of the Sabine War marked a turning point in the early history of Rome. This conflict, initiated by an act of deception, ended up shaping the very identity and future of Rome. The most immediate and significant impact was the unification of the Romans and Sabines. This wasn't a simple merging of territories, it was a profound blending of two distinct cultures. Romulus and Titus Tatius, once adversaries, became co-rulers, symbolizing a new era of cooperation and unity. This co-rule was more than just a political alliance. It represented a fusion of traditions, laws, and social structures. The Sabines brought their own customs, religious practices, and laws, which were integrated into Roman society. This blending enriched Roman culture, making it more diverse and robust. The integration of the Sabines also had a significant impact on Roman governance. The idea of shared power, of collaboration between leaders of different backgrounds, laid the foundation for the later Roman Republic structure, where power was distributed among various offices and bodies. Militarily, the aftermath of the war led to a re-evaluation of Roman military tactics and strategies. Romulus's success in the conflict, particularly his use of fortifications and rapid decisive strikes, 
became a blueprint for future Roman military campaigns. The war also underscored the importance of diplomacy and alliance building in Roman foreign policy. The way the Sabines isolated Rome through diplomatic efforts taught the Romans the value of maintaining good relations with their neighbors. Culturally, the legend of the Sabine women intervening in the conflict became a symbol of peace and reconciliation in Roman society. It highlighted the role of women in peacemaking and diplomacy, a narrative that would resonate in Roman literature and art for centuries. In terms of Rome's societal evolution, the war catalyzed a significant demographic change. The absorption of the Sabine population helped Rome grow not just in size, but in diversity, contributing to its evolution from a small city-state into a major Mediterranean power. Finally, the Sabine War's conclusion and its resulting impacts laid the groundwork for the Roman approach to conquest and integration. This approach, characterized by cultural assimilation and political alliance building, became a hallmark of the Roman Empire's expansion and governance. The war's conclusion wasn't just the end of a conflict, it was the beginning of a new chapter in Roman history. A chapter that would see Rome grow from a small city on the Tiber River to a sprawling empire that would dominate the ancient world for centuries. The Sabine War, with its dramatic events and legendary figures, left an indelible mark on Roman history and culture. Its impact resonated far beyond the immediate aftermath of the conflict. One of the most profound effects was the integration of the Sabine people into Roman society. This wasn't just a political merger, it was a blending of cultures, traditions, and even religions. The Sabines brought with them their own gods, customs, and social norms, which were gradually assimilated into Roman life. This cultural amalgamation had a lasting effect on Roman religious practices and societal structures. For instance, some of the Sabine gods, like Quirinus, were adopted into the Roman pantheon, reflecting the deep integration of the two cultures. Politically, the war set a precedent for how Rome would deal with its neighbors. The model of integrating conquered or allied peoples into the Roman fold became a hallmark of Roman expansion. This practice helped Rome grow not just in size, but in diversity and strength. The war also highlighted the importance of strategic marriages in Roman politics. The union of Romulus and Ursilia, a Roman king and a Sabine woman, symbolized the new bond between the two communities. This practice of using marriage as a tool of diplomacy and alliance building became common in later Roman statecraft. Militarily, the tactics and strategies employed during the war influenced Roman military doctrine for generations. The emphasis on fortifications, psychological warfare, and the integration of different military units from various cultures became key components of the Roman military approach. The legend of the Sabine women intervening to stop the battle left a lasting cultural legacy. It became a symbol of peace and reconciliation, often cited in later Roman literature and art as an example of the power of compassion and diplomacy over warfare and aggression. Finally, the story of the Sabine War, with its dramatic narrative and heroic figures, became an integral part of Rome's founding mythos. It served to illustrate key Roman values such as bravery, sacrifice, and the pursuit of unity and peace. The lasting impact of the Sabine War, therefore, can be seen in the cultural, political, and military fabric of Rome. It was a conflict that not only shaped the early city-state but also laid the groundwork for the eventual Roman Empire. Well, that wraps up our journey through the Roman-Sabine War. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the History AI Podcast. Don't forget to rate, follow, and share the podcast. Your support means the world to us. Got a historical mystery you want us to unravel? 
reach out on social media. Until next time, keep exploring history. Thanks for listening. Step into the thrilling world of sports betting with The Starting Line, an introduction to sports betting. Whether you're a beginner or simply curious, this comprehensive guide takes you from the basics to the advanced. Learn to decode odds, develop winning strategies, and bet responsibly. Get your copy now and transform every game into an adventure. The Starting Line is your first step towards mastering the art of sports betting. Available on Amazon.